Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, flying high again. John Wayne, that's right. I am back in my neon palace of sin in Las Vegas, Nevada, downtown style. Oh my goodness. Uh, It's early, but I've been up for hours and I'm ready for the day and for you. Thank you for joining me for a new episode, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, If you're new to the show especially, thank you so much for checking it out. I appreciate it uh, very, very much. Wow, what a time it's been. I know I just uh, checked in like three days ago, I think, but I told you I'd be back on track here. and uh, and here I am. So, um, welcome everyone. I hope that it's been a wonderful weekend for you. Uh, I am uh, doing well. Of course, I'm sitting here with. Uh, I like I said, I've been up uh, quite early already. Um, that I've uh, drank a whole entire pot of coffee by myself. Uh, did some writing. Been to the gym. Uh, been uh, all around, up and down. So uh, I am. Uh, actually treating myself to a nice Pep's Blue Ribbon uh, here, a PBR. That's right. It's a little early. Hey, but, you know, I've been up. It's Sunday as I'm recording this. It's, you know, it's one of those days you can, uh, you know, didn't the Lord say get up and drink early on Sunday morning or else you'll go to hell or something like that? I'm pretty sure, like, that was the the case. But but also, uh, another cool thing about that is, you know, I don't know if this is like a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, now, new addition here to the Neon Palace of Sin, my office, aka, um, clean it. Uh, Scarlet, the lovely Scarlet, and I were cleaning out some of uh, a little storage space that she has here uh, at our place, and in it was a wine fridge uh, for chilling wine that she'd received as a gift some time ago and of course never used it. It was in storage. It's just a small, uh, tiny thing and I was like, well, you know, hey, I could take the shelves out of that and put beer in it, right? She's like, sure, whatever you want. So, uh, you know, we've got this nice little uh, beer, wine chiller filled with beer. Now, the thing about that is it can only get so cool. So it's not like cold, it's cool. It's like a chiller, you know? Wine's not supposed to be cold, I guess, or that cold. So it can only go to like 45 degrees is like Fahrenheit. It's the lowest that it'll go down. But um, <clears throat> hey, you know what? As far as it goes with me, if you know how I roll a lot of times, I'm uh, especially at my booth just drinking warm beer. Uh, so to even have it a little bit chilled like this at at a, at a brisk 45 degree Fahrenheit, it's kind of like a, it's like a a treat to my senses. It's like I've uh, been whisked away to like a pleasure island, you know, or something like that. I'm on a resort vacation on the sands, the white driven sands, and they bring me just a slightly chilled PBR, and it ignites my senses, uh, takes me away to a tropical place. Uh, It's like a treat. It's like a nice little treat, and I like it, and I like it a lot. So it's just here, um, so I have nicely chilled, cool, not too cold beer uh, here in the office now, so I, I like that quite a bit. Uh, so easy access, hey, you know, that was my nickname in college. Mm. Also, of course, I am smoking uh, today. I took some dabs right before I hit record, as I am wont to do these days, and I, of course, 
I'm smoking a little bit of uh, bud here, a little green. Uh, I am, this is Mac 1 is the strain I am smoking. Uh, of course, from my favorite place, Oasis Dispensary here in downtown Las Vegas, where I like to go. And I, I miss them because I was gone uh, away for a while when I was on the road there. So I got to go back and, and re-up and, and have a time at my favorite place. So I am here. I'm ready. Welcome, everybody. Major shouts out, first of all, to my Patreon supporters. Guys, thank you so, so much for your support. I can't, <clears throat> excuse me, get choked up yet, verklempt. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, again, like I was talking about on the last episode, travel is just starting again for the year. I had a nice little six weeks off there uh, from traveling, and and now it's it's back, and it's it's better than ever. But it's uh it's good to know it, it's it's nice uh, to know you guys are taking care of me. Uh, that extra support very much helps uh, along the way there, and I am super grateful. Please check out my Patreon page if you'd like to. Uh, you could throw a little extra support uh, your Uncle Johnny's way. Just choose one of the tiers there that I have to offer you and uh, get some goodies that come along with each one. And everybody, no matter what tier you subscribe to, gets access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast in which I speak with other artists around from around the world and... Uh, and they are excellent talks. Like I said, uh, I've said many times, one of my favorite shows to do. I love talking to other people about what they do and their their craft and their discipline and all that all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so as uh, you know, I'm getting I, I had a, a scheduling snafu, so I'm I something's moved. But this week, uh, instead of there being a, a guest, I am going to uh, put on the Patreon. There's going to be a nice good chunk of the audiobook version of my novel Deadline which has just come out narrated by myself uh and uh that's available now everywhere that you get your audio books out there on Audible and all that and uh I'm going to uh <clears throat> give you a little sample later but that's what's coming up this week on the program over there in uh Patreon land so please check it out also just so you know everybody no matter which tier you subscribe to you get access to everything on the wall. Uh, that's tons of videos from performances that I do while I'm I'm out of town, uh, while I'm on the road, from readings to musical performances to recording sessions, all kinds of stuff that I put up there just uh, just for uh, my Patreon supporters. So please check it out, and I appreciate any all support. Go to Patreon.com/slash/JohnWayneIsDead, or just go to JohnWayneIsDead.com and hit the Patreon uh, link there, and it'll take you right where you need to be. Uh, so anyway, yeah, this week, like I said, you know, I just kind of got back into town. Um, <clears throat> the drive, you know, from, from Atlanta last Wednesday morning. Yeah. Wednesday in the AM, like three, four AM, something like that, as I was saying last time. And, and, you know, after something like that, there's, there's a couple like days of a reentry period, getting reacclimated to, uh, the world around you and, and whatnot. Um, so I've just kind of been doing that, uh, getting back into the swing of things, uh, as far as repacking all of my gear, um, making some adjustments to the setup, uh, because one of the new things that I have is my, uh, John Wayne is Dead Tarot Skeleton deck, which is out and available now. Thank you, first of all, to everyone who's already gotten one and uh, shown interest in them. Uh, very, very much appreciate that. It's got a great response, uh, but it is it is out there now and it's it is available on the website. But I also am having them 
um, in person at my booth when uh, I can. So, or as long as they, by that I mean as long as they last, uh, after which I'll have to get a, a new fresh batch made with, you know, some variants and things like that. But get the first pressing here while you can, while they last. Um, they're available at johnwayneisdead.com. But I, like I said, I'll have them at my booth. So I've just kind of been experimenting with different setups, different ways to display certain things like, like the cards, like the art, um, you know, the new books I have now on the table and the ones that are coming uh, out this year, all kinds of great stuff. So I'm, I, you know, was just been preparing for that. Like I, like I said, like if you've listened for a long time, I talk about, I'm always thinking about this, the psychology behind these, you know, the conventions and my booth and the tables and how can I make this, you know, a good experience for everybody and blah, blah, blah. What can I, how, what about if I put it this over here? And what if I hit myself in the face with a pie? I don't know. Things like that I'm always thinking about. So, that's kind of what I've been doing uh, this this week thus far. Um, one cool thing, like I said um, last week, I have my first musical performance in Vegas um, coming up on February the 22nd. That's a Wednesday at Artifice downtown here uh, in the fabulous Las Vegas. And a little bonus surprise, my drummer, Chris Jett, uh, is going to be coming into town and he will be appearing on the show with me. Uh, that evening as well. So come on out. It's a free show if you're in the Vegas area. Um, but uh, <clears throat> in preparation for that, uh, Scarlett and I went and printed out posters and flyers because uh, I, I drew it all up and uh, it's pretty cool. I've uh, posted up there so you guys can check it out. But yeah, um, it's coming up. So that's something I, I you know took some time doing. And, and plus, uh, I have to, like I, I said, but I'm pretty sure I said uh, there's some vocal things I have to redo on the on the record that I'm working on. So, uh, you know, just just rehearsing, getting all the all the chops back up there, getting all good feeling uh, about that because I am super stoked uh, to play um, the show and uh, uh, get back up on stage. You know, I'm always doing stuff at my booth. I'm always kind of here and there. I just got I got to play in Chicago a couple weeks, a few weeks back, I guess now. Uh, but it's always good to get get up there. I love I love doing that. So any chance that I get, especially in a you know gig capacity, professional capacity, is is a wonderful thing for me. So uh, yeah, but I've only been you know it's only been a couple days. So I do I've been doing that, working on uh, some new art stuff. I have to say, like uh, drawing wise, <clears throat> I flashed a, a little glimpse of what. Uh, could be uh, a possible new banner or, or alternate banner for, uh, uh, not Bruce Banner, but uh, for my booth, a very colorful new design that I've been work- been working on. Um, and I, I just kind of like did a mock-up of it uh, in, in Photoshop real quick and did a quick, I think, uh, boomerang the other night. So you should definitely be following my Instagram at John Wayne is Dead for a little, uh, also little glimpses of things and and. and and, and sometimes teases, you know, it could be a little tease sometimes. But uh, no, I've been working on some new banner art, uh, possibly for the the table as well. That wouldn't um, necessarily replace the the big colorful John Wayne is Dead banner that I have now, but maybe would be uh, switched out sometimes or or worked in differently uh, when possible. Because it's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with this design and the way it came out um, and the little creature that I've created. 
uh, still got the tentacles and the eyeballs and stuff like that, but it's it's uh, it's it's a bit different. It's coming at everything from a different way, and I'm pretty happy about that. So yeah, so I've been working on that. I've got some voice acting lined up that I, I am gonna get knocked out here, uh, get started, and uh, you know then I hit the road again. You know, okay, coming up February the 11th. Uh, the 11th of February, I will be in Santa Ana, California at the Witch's Brew Night Market. Um, check out the website for that. And also check out my website for uh, the rest of my shows and dates coming up. bunch of stuff is being added, of course, uh, all the time. So check back. Uh, I keep that updated pretty, you know, pretty, pretty well, uh, I would say. But uh, yeah, that's like... Um, you know, it's the Valentine's type of show, I guess. Like, I, I saw, um, I didn't even, I'm so, like, slow. Like, even, uh, you know, I know it's February. I know it's, like, Valentine's season um, and what and, and whatnot. But it was, like, uh, I saw the flyer, like, today or this morning that the Witch's Brew has for the event. And it's very cool. It's got, like, a Sam, you know, from Trick or Treat uh it worked into the artwork but it's like a valentine card like a heart and all this stuff and i was like it's you know it's like valentine's market or something i was like oh yeah it's valentine (laughs) valentine's day totally forgot uh but you know uh why not why not have a time to celebrate uh you know the one you love with the biggest biggest uh box of chocolates you can find and um get some some batteries where you're at the walgreens there for me too and uh, some of that cover girl foundation, and uh, that'll do it. Happy Valentine's, that's what I say. But February 11th, yeah, and then I will be gone for like a month or something or six weeks. I, there's a lot of stuff coming up that I'm, I'm very excited for, uh, and very excited to be doing. And I can't wait to get out there and see uh, everybody on the road. So, um, yeah, but like I said, guys, you know, we just, just had a, you know, the, the last episode a couple days ago, cause I wanted to catch up. I wanted to get something out. So I don't have a whole lot that's happened in these last few days that I can, you know, really tell you about, uh, other than what I have. So, uh, what I am going to do right here is like I mentioned earlier in the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. I am going to uh, be including uh, on this week's episode uh, a nice chunk of the audio version of my novel, Deadline, uh, which is now available in audio version, uh, narrated by me. Just the, the audio just came out. The book, of course, is available everywhere and uh, signed copies from my website. Uh, you guys know that in the shop, johnwaynesdead.com. But right now, uh, to tease you if you, and please you, uh, here is the... The first chapter uh, from the audiobook version of my novel, Deadline, narrated by me. <laughs> chapter 1 He clicked save for the final time that evening and pushed the segmented adjustable boom stand to which his microphone was attached away from his face. The small room he'd converted into a studio was dark, save for the dim glow of the red bulbs he'd installed in the two slim lamps flanking his desk. The glowing silver cylinders looked expensive, but were mass-produced big-box store scratch-and-dent models he bought off the floor display. The room was always dark, regardless of the time of day, since the single three-by-four-foot window was covered in three layers of two-inch-thick soundproofing foam. 
A black sound-dampening curtain hung from ceiling to floor in front of the window, adding an additional silence-ensuring measure to the already hardy line of defense. Cody had been a professional voiceover artist for just over two years, thanks to a happy accident that led to him falling ass-backwards into the new career. He'd always been good at doing voices and impressions, which put him in high demand for narrating books, thus he discovered his niche. It was a chance instance that relied heavily on right place, right time, something he'd been thankful for nearly every day since. It was only recently he'd begun to think he might have been better off if it never happened. The dream job elevated nearly every aspect of his life, especially financially and socially, but had lately become an albatross around his neck. The freedom and opportunity his new career afforded him were great at first, but quickly became more confining than the dead-end job and cubicle he'd happily walked away from. The grass being greener and other similar cliches that applied to his situation weren't lost on him, but he liked to think he could be the one to buck the trend and go on to brag about it. The way things were going currently, though, he may not have anyone left in his life with whom to relate his success. He didn't have to work normal hours, could set his own schedule, and go out any night without having to temper his consumption or make sure he came home at a decent hour. Hangovers were no longer a consideration, as he could always sleep it off, getting up whenever he pleased. He could start working any time he wanted, as long as he got the job done on time, and the short commute from his bed to his desk across the hall was perhaps the sweetest plum. One that overripened and went sour far faster than he could have imagined. He'd been foolish and mildly delusional, that much he could admit. Burning the candle at both ends to the degree with which he did was not sustainable. Cody was talented, though, and the more hours he worked only further honed his craft and widened his range. He had the chops and knew it, which activated an aspect of his hubris that reinforced and encouraged his behavior. Cody lined up enough jobs on his own from the start, but had agencies clamoring to sign him, offering unheard-of deals for someone so green in the industry. He took his time playing the game with them. He cashed in on all the free dinners, drinks, and other perks, including weekend trips to Mexico and Vegas, all while laying out exactly what he wanted included in his contract if he was going to sign with any of them. He never thought it would work, until it did which proved to be another double-edged sword responsible for his current misery. He ultimately went with a company called Talent Unlimited LLC, and the agent he'd hand-selected was a fast-talking, quasi-handsome man named Bradley Donovan, who insisted Cody call him Don. The perks of his deal were mostly front-loaded, and when the contracts were signed and the dust settled, he was suddenly saddled with what seemed like an insurmountable workload. The agency took over his scheduling and cleared most of his pending gigs, substituting in books from authors the company represented, the majority of which were uninteresting and not in the realm of subjects Cody enjoyed. He knew right away he'd made a mistake. No longer was he able to hand-select the jobs he wanted, working with authors who wrote the kind of stories he not only enjoyed reading, but performing as well. It was challenging to come up with different voices that fit each character, but it felt easier and was far more enjoyable to do so when he liked the material. He could be more spontaneous and off-the-cuff with his characterizations before the jobs he was assigned became a slog of research, dialect lessons, and nearly constant trial and error. 
Before signing with an agency, he rarely had to go back and re-record passages, and he certainly never had to start over to change a character's voice from one accent to another, but now, these headaches were a constant part of the job. He dreaded opening his email every morning, as it would inevitably include lengthy notes critiquing the work he'd sent in the night prior. He'd find himself having to redo most of what he'd already done, then have it signed off on before starting anything new for the day. This made for long hours, and now, setting his own schedule meant getting up earlier than he did when he had a day job, and working longer and harder. He was done for the day now, though, which meant he wouldn't have to cancel his date with Gwen again. She'd already given him more than enough rope to hang himself with as far as postponing and rescheduling dates because he'd fallen behind and had to meet a deadline. He was lucky she hadn't stopped taking his calls altogether. Cody liked her, though, and figured the feeling must be mutual for her to still want to see him, especially since they'd only been dating a little over a month. There was something about Gwen that was different from the last few girls he'd dated, and he was inexplicably drawn to the intangible quality. He very badly wanted this to work out. To last. He checked the time on his phone as he pushed away from the desk, surprised to find he was running ahead of schedule for once. There were no texts from Gwen, and he quickly sent one to her saying he'd just finished up, was about to get ready, and looking forward to seeing her soon. She replied back seconds later, before he could stand up, which she took as a good sign until the simplicity of her text cast doubt on his assumption. Kay, see you, was all she wrote. Nothing outwardly negative, but he couldn't help but read it as such. Gwen wasn't one to compose long texts and in fact typically kept her responses short and sweet, the operative word being sweet, but this message felt flat and detached. She'd yet to use a single letter K in place of OK in their communications thus far, and the lack of the word soon after see you came off cold and clinical. It was easy to mistake the tone of text messages, and more often than not, subtext is imagined and exaggerated, so he tried not to read into it too much. Despite the rapport he felt they'd built and established over text, the chilly reply could be easily explained away. She might have been in a hurry or busy with something else at the moment, and the curt response was all she could fire off. Plus, she'd replied almost instantly, which worked to help convince him not to worry about the words so much. If there was a problem, she would have waited to answer or simply not replied at all. Still, Cody read and interpreted the written word for a living for hours daily and couldn't help but feel a heavy moodiness behind what she'd written back. He was wasting time sitting in the dark, musing over possible hidden meanings in the text like some World War I codecracker. He'd find out soon enough. Cody jammed the phone in his pocket, stood up, and headed across the hall to his room to get ready. A quick shower and change of clothes later, he was in the car on his way to Bruni's Brew Pub to meet Gwen. They both felt comfortable at the small bar, which also served as the location for their first date, and they'd been there several times already since. It was an easy and fun place to start or end an evening and a great spot for weekend day drinking. Since he was early for once, Cody was surprised to see Gwen's red Acura already parked in one of the few spaces in front of Bruni's and swung his own car into the spot next to her. He double-checked the time glowing from the dashboard of his luxury hatchback, confirming he was indeed early for their date. He'd hoped to make it to the bar before her to show off his rare timeliness. Cody walked in and saw she was sitting not 
at the bar where they usually sat, but in the opposite corner at a high-top table for two. She was already sipping a cocktail and waved him over, gesturing to the beer on the table across from her, so he knew not to stop at the bar and get one on his way over. He smiled and walked to the table. Hey, check it out, he said, holding his arms out. I'm actually early. This has got to be one for the books. Gwen smiled as he leaned in to give a kiss that found more cheek than lip when she turned her face away from him. He pulled back, sat down, and took a drink of the beer she'd bought him. Judging by the temperature, he could tell it had been sitting there for a while, and now, noticing the two empties on Gwen's side of the table, it appeared she had as well. So... Cody drew the word out, not knowing what he was going to say next, and let the paws hang limp and heavy between them like a slowly dying trout. She cut him off and took over, the booze having supplied a bit of courage she needed for what came next. Cody, I like you. I really do. I like you too. I know, and... and... (sighs) She swirled the cocktail in her hand and sipped deeply from the protruding straw before continuing. That's what makes this even harder. But I don't think we should see each other anymore. At least not for a while or longer. I don't know. I I, I don't understand, Cody said. I thought we were, I don't know, having fun. We were. We, We are. And that's part of it. But I don't think we want the same things long term. Well, I think I, let me finish. She interrupted, her tone going firm and sharp. It's nice that you're early tonight, but it's once, and we both know the odds of it being a regular occurrence are non-existent. I don't want to sound mean, I'm just being honest with myself. Cody felt his face go flush and hot, and he took another long, slow sip of beer. She was right. He knew that much was true. Even now, he had a sinking feeling the only reason he'd been able to arrive slightly early was because he'd missed something in his email, an ongoing fear with paranoia he regulated by relentlessly refreshing his inbox before shutting down for the day. It hadn't happened yet, but there was always a first time for everything. He suddenly, very badly, wanted to check his phone, make absolute sure he hadn't missed a communication, but fought the urge to do so as Gwen continued. He should be fully engaged in what she was saying, what he anticipated was coming. But this was a behavior he'd engaged in his entire life. When finding himself in a serious situation, Cody checked out mentally, allowing his thoughts to wander to trivial tasks and unimportant duties. I think we should just end this before it goes any further and gets harder, she said. I'm sorry, I really am, I just, I think this is for the best. Gwen slurped the rest of her drink through the straw and placed the empty glass beside the others. Then, she got up and left, walking right past Cody without hesitating or making eye contact. Overall, it was one of the better breakups he'd experienced, but it didn't take the sting out of it any. It hit harder, like a cinder block to the chest. He sat with himself for a second, and then another, before he breathed again, allowing the slow burn of acceptance to smolder up from his gut and scorch the back of his throat. Luckily, he knew it would calm the fire and beat back the flames until they were drowned deep in his belly. Cody finished the beer Gwen bought for him, then moved from the table over to the bar to really 
start drinking. Okay, there you go. That's a bit of my uh, audio version of my new book, Deadline, out now on Awesome Dude for Life Press, uh, available everywhere, but signed copies from the website, JohnRaysDead.com. And also, if you subscribe to my Patreon, any tier gets you access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast, so you can hear even more of the book uh, before you commit to buying it, or just if you just want to listen to the bit of it, hey, that's great too. I appreciate the support. Uh, but it is out there as well if you are interested in picking it up. If you're an Audible member, you know, you get those free tokens every month, I think, where they're like, hey, you can get one free book, and I know those stack up. Uh, hey, why don't you use one on deadline there? That'd be great. Also, at Seen on TV, another uh, audiobook of mine out now, uh, just came out, I don't know, like two months ago or something. So check those out. Always busy. I'm always trying to get it done, guys. You know me. Uh, but yeah, so you can hear the more of that over on my Patreon, um, or you can hear the rest of it on Audible. The Corey Hotline! Yeah! Yeah, the Corey Hotline, everyone. That's right. What is the Corey Hotline? Well, that's the phone number you can call anytime, day or night, night or day, afternoons and evenings included, and leave a message for me for the show, ask a question, make a comment, and we will play it on the show, and we will talk about it, and that phone number is 832 930 1347. That's right, 832 930 1347. The Corey Hotline. Call it uh, and, and you can ask a question. Also, if you, uh, like I've said, uh, mentioned before, if you're not too, you know, uh, maybe you're a little nervous to talk or you don't want your voice to be heard because you're trying to disguise yourself because you're some kind of a weird sex phone freak that calls leaves freaky messages and you know you can't have your voice like you know played on the air on the show because then people start putting things together that's fine you can text the number as well 832-930-1347 and i'll read your text questions or comments we can do it that way however this week we'll be doing it no way because we have no messages Corey is crying and is in his bangs right now uh and it's 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 not good it's an ugly sight uh, no calls or questions or texts this week, but hey, there's always next week. Please give us a call if you have a question or a comment. 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. Now, <clears throat> I mentioned earlier, I was talking about my uh, my tarot deck is out. Uh, very excited to have it out and, and to have it out there to the, everyone that's uh, purchased it. Thank you again so much. And uh, as I said before, you know, on the show, I used to do a three-card tarot reading on the show. Now, uh, in celebration of having the deck out, I've brought that back, but just in a card of the day uh, sense. So, again, if you follow me on my Instagram, at uh, John Wayne is Dead, I do a card of the day pull on my story every morning. Um, you know, it just says, hey, here's the card of the day. And uh, today, uh, I did that as, as of the, the record, which is uh, the day before this came out, Sunday. But uh, no matter what, doesn't matter because the card of the day is the Empress. Uh, and it is in the upright position. So with the Empress, this is, uh, of course, this is a great card. You know, it, it, it has this is great 
powerful feminine energy, not like, a, hey, man, I'm a guy, I'm a feminine. Uh, shut shut up, all right? It's not not like that, okay? Just get, get, get over it yourself. You know, this is like strong feminine energy that we all have. And uh, just this is a time for um, us to we have a lot of creativity flowing because of this at this time we've tapped into and it's a good time to, to start something creatively in, in a sense that challenges yourself. You're, you're ready to challenge yourself creatively. Uh, it's, you know, there's something new or something that you've been dabbling with or been thinking about starting in, in an artistic maybe sense or from that project, you know, a project, uh, that is going to involve some form of creativity and you've been, you know, maybe talking about it, you know, amongst yourself and, and maybe taking a note or two. Now's the time to do it. Now's the time to challenge yourself. This is a good, the energy is there and it's strong. Um, so uh, now's the time to do it. This is also a time when, you know, we should recognize we have we have everything that we need to, to do so. Um we have a we're in a period of of growth and comfort. We've got a, we've got a lot of resources around us now in this moment to be able to to do this next thing. Um, but you know, always we always need to make sure we are you know taking time to be thankful, grateful for the you know for this bounty, this time um, of you know uh, fruit you know fruitfulness and all of these things that are are good. Then to have these resources, we need to be grateful and reflect on them and not just kind of let that go by the wayside because we're just churning ahead, you know, which is something I struggle with a lot. So that's, you know, I always want to bring that up. Uh, and in these readings, like I'm just, this is a very general thing. I'm not, I'm not telling the future. I'm not pinpointing anybody. Uh, I'm talking about when I say you or me, it's the Royal editorial. So, you know, everyone calm down. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this is just a good time, uh, to, to to, ref to to do these things, but make sure we reflect because that's how we learn. Like I've talked about before, you know, I've talked about a bunch of times, you know, we're going to hit obstacles. Things are going to come in, you know, kind of get in the way of what we're trying to do, but we can navigate those things and learn how to get through them. And from that, we learn how to either get past those things faster next time they happen or avoid them altogether. So that kind of learning, it doesn't just stick with like the obstacles, the negative you know, we're here, you know, we need to take time to reflect and remember and how we learned how to create these resources, how we came to, you know, took that next step that now gave us access to this new level of things from from our work, you know, and remember and how we learned how to do that and apply that learning as well. It's not just always like the, oh, remember not to you know, step on the bear trap next time, uh, because I can see it from here. It's not just always like that, you know, uh, so we need to look at it from, from that other perspective, uh, as well. So with that, you know, um, there's just, uh, this is, this is the time basically it's, we have the, we have the bounty, we have the, the resources, um, we have the time, We've been thinking about it. Now is just the right moment to do the next creative uh, project or the next creative thing for us. So um, that is our reading for our card of the day. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. 
to that. I hope you got something out of it. I did as well. Now, and cards are, of course, interpretive. There's many ways to read these cards, many ways to get certain things out of them. Uh, and of course, there are other things that can be said when you pull the Empress card. This is simply my uh, interpretation now. So thank you guys. And please check out my tarot deck. Uh, go to the John Wayne is Dead uh, shop at johnmaysdead.com and you can check those out. It's a 78 card Rider weight deck that I drew and I'm quite proud of. So thank you very much. Now, this week, uh, I, you know, like I said last week, I was talking about how it was recently my birthday and um, I celebrated it while I was in Atlanta and I appreciate everyone who came out and, you know, we had such a great time. Um, and, you know, some, you know, people sent me some things. I was very, you know, gracious and uh, it's very uh, awesome that to get anything from anybody, uh, you know, even like a happy birthday is amazing. Um, but cards and things like that. But a buddy of mine um, who's been a friend of mine forever since high school, uh, I came home, I got this package uh, the, the day after I got home from him. And I'm like, what is this? You know, and I open it up. And uh, that is uh, what I found in there is what we are going to talk about uh, our story for this week. Um, it's uh, we'll just call it, oh, Uncle Dave, how I've missed ye. So, like I said. I get this package uh, from my very good friend of mine who I've gone to high school with, college with, the Monsignor. You know him. You love him. You've heard of him before. Uh, I open it up, and I'm like, what is this? What is this guy? What did this crazy mofo send me? In it is a picture frame. And, of course, I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is like, you know, another framed picture of Lemon Party that's printed out or some, you know, some other kind of funny, like, here's a, a butthole a close up or I, I don't know, something like that is what I'm thinking. Uh, very funny, something, you know, humorously gross. Uh, but it wasn't. It was actually a, a, uh, a copy of a photo uh, that I am in with the Monsignor and my other uh, good buddy, Adam, uh, all from that we've been friends for fuck over tw you know 20 some odd years this picture had to be has to be like 25 years old or something like that or 22 years old i can't gosh yeah, something like that um but uh also in this picture is the great powerful uh front man from the the band monster magnet mr dave windorf himself and uh it's we are uh, like I said probably nineteen or twenty in this picture all of us and Dave Windorf if you don't know who he is uh, or what Monster Magnet is it's a rock and roll band um, they've been around for for quite a while and uh, at the time when this was taken they had put out an album called Power Trip which was kind of like a crossover hit and when crossover I mean into like popular music uh, I guess at the time. Um, this was like, guys, like nine, I guess like 98, 99, uh, something like that. Um, and this was awesome. Like the song that was big was uh, the Space Lord song, Space Lord, Mother, Mother. Um, and that's cool because that video is filmed actually in Las Vegas, where we are right now. And uh, but that, you know, that album was more like straightforward rock, like kind of rock and roll, gritty rock and roll. But they also, um, you know, 
uh, Christopher Triana and I over on uh, Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne have talked about the band Monster Magnet because they also, you know, before this, they were more, more like a stoner dirge kind of doom band. Uh, they did this kind of, you know, kind of more straightforward rock and roll, but it was still gritty and cool. I, I liked it. Anyway, he has a problem with the way they changed to that kind of rock and roll, but whatever. If you listen to them, you know, now they've, cause they, they're still active today. They, they've kind of gone back to that, but, but it's like a nice mix, like kind of in the middle of that, both of those sounds, I guess now, whatever. Some people, you know, I don't care, but I loved them then. I love them now. They are awesome, and this is just one of those times in your life when you know you're 19, 20, and you're. I was big into music, still am huge into music. You know, like longtime listeners, you know, you know, we've had many uh, conversations about music on this podcast and many others. Um, you know, I'm just into it, man. And you know, when you're around this age and you're into music, you know, you're you're collecting records, you're getting albums, what's coming out. You know, you're influenced by what you're seeing and hearing on where you can get stuff. And this is, you know, again, this isn't like streaming days. This isn't internet days. This is, you know, early internet days, but you know, you're still just finding stuff basically rock, you know, through fucking MTV, MTV two, the radio. Um, but this album came out and this song was just awesome. It just is one of those ones that, you know, my friend group, it, it was a popular album. So it's not like, it was some underground thing that we discovered, but we just loved this fucking record. Just fuck played it all the time. Loved the energy. It was just like, you know, here's these guys are just like long hair, dirty rock and roll, but singing this like, you know, how badass they are, you know. Um, it just just the combination just hit it hit at the right time for us. And we were super into Monster Magnet. And my buddy, the Monsignor and Adam. And I actually all were living together at the time uh, that this picture was taken because we were, we were going to uh, Sam Houston State University. Eat them up, cats. Meow. And, um, uh, you know, this album came out. We were super into it. We see who is coming on tour but Monster Magnet to, to Houston, which is, you know, about... 50 miles south of Huntsville, where our, our school was, but, you know, that's where we all were from, and uh, playing at this uh, club called Numbers, if you're familiar, if you're in the Houston area, Numbers is mostly known for being, like, the goth club in Houston, it's like the goth club, I, I, that's the best way to put it, but they do have shows there that are, like, you know, not goth-related sometimes, Um you know, they have you know, regular touring acts come through there, that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's the kind of vibe of the club. And um, we, of course, get tickets. And who's who's opening, who's on the bill opening the show? But Kid Rock. Now, this is also at the time when that uh, the album that was really big that broke him came out uh, with uh, Bow with the Bow on it. Uh, what was it called? Um, people are screaming at their fucking podcast machines right now. Uh, whatever that Kid Rock one was, uh, I can't can't remember right now. I I had it, so I'm not like trying to be like I don't know because then no, of course I owned it. Everybody did, uh, but I can't remember. But that that album came out too, and at that around that time, so they were on tour together, and it was just a weird thing because <clears throat> you look at like, not, it's not weird, but you know, uh, Kid Rock went on to become this huge, huge stadium act, you know, basically, and 
here he is like opening for Monster Magnet it at the small goth club in Houston. I mean, and there this was like on a weeknight and it was pretty full. I, I know I'm lying. It wasn't that full. I, I'm, I'm saying that because we got there early and there was a line to get in because other people got there early. But there wasn't a whole lot of people at this show, but it was awesome. Like, I can't remember who open opened. You know, there was a small opener, I guess. I can't remember. I'm sorry. But then the Kid Rock came out and his band uh, and they they really did rip, dude. They ripped it up. And, and I have to say, like, I have to give him credit, like. I don't necessarily follow anything he does now or what he says or anything. I don't know. But that night he got, I mean, he played every single instrument uh, in once in one song. He does some thing where he goes around. I think I've talked about this before. He takes the guitar, the bass, the drums, the DJ, the the keys, everything. He does it all. And it was pretty fucking cool. Um, and it was just, that was, it's just cool to kind of see that in a small setting, you know, sometimes. And then you like see it blown up on this huge you know scale and you're like whoa okay that's pretty fucking cool too so they played dave comes out monster magnet comes out they rip it up dave does this thing where he sets a guitar on fire this was before the white you know snake uh or the great white thing where they they burned the club up um so they could still have fire inside clubs it was an amazing show awesome awesome we go outside afterwards and and next to the next to the club as we come outside there's this you know mobile home like an rv type of thing um a small rv and we're like man that's got to be somebody and we're looking we can kind of see motion in there and then behind like the window somebody comes steps in front of one of the windows that's not covered all the way and it's dave we're like oh that's dave man he's in there and uh we're like what do we do so we're out there like dave come out dave dave come on you know we're like yelling and we don't think he's going to come out, whatever. He looks and he looks out and he waves and he's like, ah, and he comes out. And we're like, what's up, man? We love you, Dave. Hey, man. Yeah. And he's like, what's up, guys? Boom, Dave. And we're like, yeah, you are, Dave. Uh, you know, we're stupid. And and uh, Monsignor, you know, at the time, like I said, this is before camera phones, cell phones, anything like that. He just has this like point and click like camera that he always would take to to concerts with us and sh- you know shove down his shorts or whatever and he has it he's like gives it to somebody hey take a picture of us so we all like get with him get with dave you know around him and we are like giving the devil horns to take this picture and yeah we look like some little ass nerds in this picture but we're pretty i mean that was pretty badass still um and uh you know later we saw monster magnet many times after this because he got on tours with like marilyn manson and then he was on the tour with rob zombie that Monsignor and I were at, and we saw him out in the parking lot in Dallas, actually, after a show, and we're even like, you probably remember us, but he took a picture with you. Ugh, excuse me. But uh, it was it was awesome, and I, you know, get, get opening that, that box and getting this picture and just looking at it, and I'm like, oh, man. You know, you just kind of, you remember the times when you're like, you know what, I was, this is pretty badass, and, uh, you know, I... I still am really bad ass. All right, there we go. Badass indeed. Um, yeah, so that's our story. This was, uh, again, Monsignor, if you're listening, thank you very much for uh, sending me this picture and uh, invoking the wonderful warm memory of that that time. Um, but yeah, I definitely know what I'm going to be listening to after I'm done with this record. Uh, I'm going to pound, pound up, no, pump up the volume on that, uh, 
Power Trip album. And uh, I've got some vinyl, Monster Magnet vinyl out there. I might have to throw on the old turntable and crank up as well. Might as well. Hey, that's what time it is. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode. I appreciate it so, so much. Um, please check out everything uh, about your John Wayne desirables on johnwayneisdead.com. All of my shows that I have coming up, uh, more shows are being added all the time, so be sure to check back frequently. You can sign up for my newsletter uh, in the little window that pops up right there on the site. At the shop page there, you can get my new novel deadline signed sealed and delivered as well as records the new john wayne is dead tarot skeledeck is available as well on the website all of it at john please check it out and don't forget to follow me at john wayne is dead on instagram twitter and tiktok and my name john wayne camionelli on the old facebook there and uh, i will see you then <laughs>